The Athletic Podcast Network is supported by Quip Electric Toothbrush, the Tesla of toothbrushes. Most people's oral care habits could be better. We often brush for less than two minutes and use old, worn-out bristles. Quip makes having a fresh, healthy mouth easy and convenient. Their electric toothbrushes pulses every 30 seconds, so you clean your mouth evenly. And they deliver brush head refills every three months, like dentists recommend. Get your first refill free at getquip.com listen. That's getquip.com listen. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'll start with my city. I love my city. Uh, you know, they've shown me a lot of love since I've been here. So it's, there's nothing more. We're just you know, playing with each other, just having fun. Like I said, I'm back to being a good uh, Sorry for cussing. But, uh, you know, I'm just going to do my thing. Reverse flush and ain't that a smooth one. This all goes, and I hope I have no friends. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a frosty. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his last. How dare you? Woo! Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday morning, folks. We got everything from a five-game Tuesday night slate. I'm Mo DeKeel, and I'm joined by Nitz Bluestein with Rob Lopez packing several coats for the Windy City. Coming up on today's show, the New York Knicks can't stay out of the news. Zion Williamson goes off, and the small ball Rockets keep shining. But first, the Sixers tower over the Clippers. Clippers 103, Sixers 110 in Philadelphia. Nits at the very start of the game. They covered it yesterday. Joel Embiid's IG post led to a few fans booing him. What'd you think? I am never a fan of fans booing a guy on your own team, but I love that Embiid is leaning into this energy. Yeah, and you kind of expect him to. This is his thing. He responded really well tonight, finished with 26 points and nine rebounds. But the other thing that was really big in this game that I think almost got underreported was Horford for the first time since November 2007, his rookie year was coming off the bench. He wasn't in the starting lineup. They started Korkmaz instead of him. And that's a bold, bold move from Brett Brown to sit down your fresh, your big free agent acquisition, $100 million contract, and they bring him off the bench. That takes a lot of guts. Definitely paid off today, though. This was also Tobias Harris's first game against the Clippers, a little revenge game. Started out well, had 17 points and 11 rebounds. But to me, the big thing this was Simmons. Ben Simmons was phenomenal all night tonight. He was super aggressive, had a triple-double, 26 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, and just super solid defense. And at the end of the night, the Sixers' size and physicality was too much for the Clips. Which we should have expected. The Clippers don't really have good rim protection. I mean, they got killed in the paint. Uh The Sixers had 58 to the Clippers, 38. They gave up so many second chance. They gave up 15 second chance points. They just they need to have some kind of uh, some kind of guy come off from the buyout market. Yeah. And, you know, Josh Richardson was huge in this game. It was close pretty much every time the Sixers built the lead. The Clippers would come back. But Josh Richardson was huge in the fourth quarter at 17 of his 21 points. 
But we did have some fireworks. Joel Embiid and Marcus Morris got into a little NBA shoving match, which really means nobody got into a fight uh, with two minutes and 48 seconds left. Both guys got a double technical. Uh, then a couple plays later, Morris is trying to drive on Joel Embiid, and you could just see this block coming like a mile away, and Embiid just just rejected that thing off the backboard. It was it was pretty sweet. For the Clippers, it was a tough night all around, unless you were Kawhi Leonard or Landry Shamit. Those were the only two guys that really, I felt, showed up tonight. Uh, Paul George really struggled, had shot three for 15, I think finished with 11 points, did have 12 rebounds, but in general just struggled all around. And he had a couple interesting quotes at the end about the officiating. Uh, for our very own Jovan Buha, George said there was some home court cooking tonight, to say the least. When asked a follow-up question of what he meant by home court cooking, George said 19 to 11. Y'all figure out what those numbers are. The Clippers had 19 team fouls to the Sixers 11. Nitz, what'd you think of uh, Paul George kind of complaining about the officiating? Um, I think it's incredibly silly when you went three of 15, you can't talk spicy when your shot just isn't there. And beyond that, you gave up so many points in the paint that to me, like you cannot blame the officiating when there's a 20 point discrepancy in how many you, you allowed. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, <laughs> it's typical Clippers like the old days, just complaining about the officiating. I thought we were past this, but clearly we're not Sixers. Big night again from Simmons, 26, 12, and 10, and B, 26, and 9. Josh Richardson with 21 points, 3 of 5 from 3. Kawhi Leonard with 30 points, 9 assists. Landry Shamit off the bench with 19 points and 5 threes off the bench. And like we said, George shot poorly, 3 of 15, 11 points, 12 rebounds, and 5 assists, though. Celtics 105, Rockets 116 in Houston. The Celtics came in here rolling with a seven-game win streak, winner of 10 of their last 11, but that ended tonight, Nitz. The Rockets came in with their small ball. They're ready to roll, and they just sort of blew this game open down the stretch. Harden and Westbrook were phenomenal, Nitz. In the third quarter alone, Harden scored 19 consecutive points, and the two of them combined for 27 of the 31 Rocket points. It just seems also, Nitz, since uh, they started playing small ball, uh, the Rockets have unleashed uh, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I love seeing this new version of Russ. And then even more so, I love that he's not jacking up shots from beyond the arc anymore. He's not attempting more than three or four threes a game during this entire insane run that he's been on. Yeah, that's kind of been the really big thing is I think he's dialed back his uh, three-point shooting in general, I think. Um, that's really allowed him to attack the paint. He's averaging like, what, 30-something over the last five or six games is he's really been phenomenal all around. And, you know, for the Celtics, it was a bit of a struggle tonight. Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum combined for one at 13 from three. They got some good play out of Gordon Hayward dropping 20 points. Jalen Brown on two bad ankles finished with 19 points, but had to leave towards the end of the game. The Celtics kept it close, but at the end of the game, they just couldn't really convert and execute. They had 18 turnovers. It was just a sloppy game on their end. And some of that's from the Rockets, who are playing small, playing with more energy defensively and really kind of pushing things and and trying to force turnovers. They put the game away with a 17-4 run. The game was a lot closer than the score looks, but, you know, when you go on a run like that down the stretch, it really sort of breaks things open. They did a phenomenal job rebounding. You know, when we say in coaching, like, all five guys got a rebound. Well, the Rockets, now that they're small, have really embraced that. You had Russ with 10 rebounds, Daniel House with nine rebounds, Harden with eight, Robert Covington with seven, and he's been phenomenal since the trade. 
And on the other side of it, huge free throw discrepancy in this one. The Rockets shot 37 to 42 and the Celtics got 18 to 23. Harden got 18 free throws just by himself. So let me ask you this question, Nitz. Do you enjoy watching the Rockets play? Okay, I don't want to go on an old man rant because I know that's kind of your thing. Whoa, whoa, shots fired. No, I don't want to steal your brand, man. We got different things going on, but I don't like watching free throws. I I know that a point is a point, and, you know, the point of basketball is to score more points than your opponent. So while I love watching the Rockets, and honestly, Harden's incredibly exciting to watch, obviously, no part of me wants to watch a guy take 18 free throws in a game comparatively to the Celtics only taking 23. Yeah, but I'm more just along the lines of I think some of the officiating was a little shaky on both sides. And, you know, for me, I really love watching these new Rockets. This is this is a fun experiment to watch this small ball action, the way they're defending. They're moving the ball a little bit more and watching Russ attack like this is a lot more fun for me uh, than I would say the Rockets have been in a while. That's, I'm with you on that one. I will say that like the amount of movement that we're getting from these guys right now is just it's fun to watch. It's fun basketball. Yeah. And minus you know, the free throws. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about the free throws. And we're going to get those from time to time. So Gordon Hayward finished with 20 points, eight of 14 shooting, eight rebounds, six assists. Like I said, Jalen Brown with 19 points, four, or eight from three. Smart was his normal Marcus Smart self, you know, just eight points, three and nine shooting. But all the other stuff he does never really shows up in the box scores. Uh, James Harden finished with 42 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, but did have six turnovers. Kind of got to bring that down. Um, Russell Westbrook with 36, 10 and five all around. Just a nice win for the Rockets as they're heading into the All-Star break. Now we got some news, Nitz. According to Shams Sharanian, the Cleveland Cavaliers guard Colin Sexton will replace Miami Heat's Tyler Hero in the Rising Star game, the game that it seemed like so many guys wanted to be in and were disappointed they didn't actually get in. And of course, the Knicks on an off night still find so many amazing ways to make news. They're they're just a gift that keeps on giving. It started out yesterday morning with Steve Stout, brand consultant for the Knicks, appearing on First Take. It started out with him equating himself to Drake, saying the Toronto Raptors brought in Drake. The New York Knicks have brought me in. He also insinuated the Knicks are going to be firing their interim coaching staff, Mike Miller, and all of his assistant coaches. It led to the Knicks having to walk this whole thing back in a press release. While Steve Stout is a valued contributor to the Knicks marketing and branding efforts, he does not speak on behalf of New York Knicks personnel and basketball operations. Any decisions regarding the operations of the team will be made by the new president of the New York Knicks. And although it hasn't been officially announced, we're all pretty confident that CAA's Leon Rose is going to end up becoming the team president. But our guy Shams, all over the place as he always is, reported today that William Wesley, a.k.a. Worldwide West, will not be coming with Rose into the Big Apple. And one more bit of Knicks news. According to Mark Berman of the New York Post, ex-assistant coach Tom Thibodeau and former Knicks coach Jeff Van Gundy are expected to be on Rose's shortlist to take over for Mike Miller at the end of the year. So, Nitz, it just leads to really one question. What the hell are the Knicks doing? <laughs> I love this question because the Knicks are just giving us comedy. Um, there's so much to unpack here, but I think most importantly, I want to focus on the fact that the Knicks did not have to put out this press release and they never have to put out any of these press releases. And each one is just funnier than the last. Cause you're like, if you just didn't 
you just didn't comment on this, it would have gone away. And now it's going to be a story. Yeah. You know, the one thing I'd say, too, though, it's like, what's Stout even doing on first take? Like, that just didn't even really make sense to me. Uh, I think in those instances, you you, you might want to keep it tight and not want to be making more waves and more news, especially when you haven't officially announced your new team president and have gone through all of those things. It just seemed funny and odd to me that he was on first take this in the morning and doing all of that stuff. It was like, I don't know if this was a good idea. And then as a person who's been on coaching staffs that have been fired, it sucks like having that kind of the guillotine basically hanging over your head. So I feel, feel bad for Mike Miller and his entire staff that they have to go through. And then to have a guy like stout sort of axing them on, on ESPN of all places, uh, that, that can't be a good feeling. Well, we were kind of talking about this earlier too, right? Where did he get, where does he feel like he got the agency to go on first take from there's, I'm just willing because I have so no faith in the Knicks. I'm just willing to bet that there's like some truth to whatever he was saying, whether or not he does actually have that kind of decision making power over the basketball personnel. Yeah, it's just, ah, God, just, just a tough one. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what news the Knicks give us today. Wizards 126, Bulls 114 in DC. The Bulls were without. Denzel Valentine, Chris Dunn, Wendell Carter Jr., Laurie Markkinen. I mean, basically most of their team. The Wizards have won four of their last six. The Bulls have lost six straight after this one. Bradley Beal went off 30 points, 9 of 14 from the field, four rebounds, seven assists, and one steal. Rookie Ruri Hachimura, 20 points, 7 to 12 from the field, four rebounds, three assists, two steals, and two blocks. Jan Mahimi, 15 points, six rebounds. Shabazz Napier for the Wizards had 15 points as well, two rebounds, two assists, one steal, but it felt like he's trying to give the game away with five turnovers. Ish Smith had 10 points, five rebounds, nine assists, but Zach Levine was big time for the Bulls, really their only big contributor 41 points 15 to 21 from the field nine rebounds four assists two steals but of course he himself had five turnovers Tomas Sandoransky had 19 points two rebounds eight assists Spurs 114 Thunder 106 in Oklahoma no DeMar DeRozan for the Spurs no Darius Basley for the Thunder DeJounte Murray was awesome had 25 points 9 to 12 from the field nine rebounds three assists in a game that the Spurs absolutely needed after losing five straight LaMarcus Aldridge also chips in with 25 points 14 rebounds three assists one steal one block Patty Mills as always the little sniper that he is 20 points and only one turnover just just a great job running the team Derek White 17 points eight assists one steal one block Chris Paul for the Thunder as always just to kind of Re- continuing the redemption tour, 31 points, 12 of 18 from the field, five and nine from three and seven assists. Shea Gilgis Alexander had 17 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal. Danilo Gallinari, 15 points, eight rebounds, three assists, one steal in this one. And that wrapped it up. And the Spurs getting closer and closer to trying to sneak into the playoffs. Nits. But the Pelicans were just awesome tonight. The Pelicans, 136, the Blazers, 117. In New Orleans, this was a big game, Nitz. Season series is on the line. This one was huge, Nitz. Both teams trying to get into that eight spot. This was big time for them. No Brandon Ingram for the Pelicans. Doesn't matter because Zion Williams returned with the vengeance. Set a new career high with 31 points, nine rebounds. Got to the free throw line 14 times because 
plain and simple, the Blazers had nobody that could stay with him. He just kind of kept getting fouled, got to the line, knocked him down 11 of 14, was awesome all around. And I got to say, this was a close game at halftime, but man, this one escalated real quickly. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. The Pelicans blew it open with a 41 to 21 third quarter's just explosion. New Orleans finished with 35 points and 40 assists. That was just straight absurd. J.J. Redick had 20 points off the bench. Drew Holiday with 16 points and 10 assists. Lonzo Ball also with the 10 assist game. The Blazers just didn't shoot well. Shot 24% from three. Damian Lillard with 20 points, six assists, five rebounds, and zero three-pointers. C.J. McCollum also had 20 points. Hassan Whiteside with a little double-double, 17 points and 14 rebounds. So, Nitz. I got to ask you, Pelicans making the playoffs? I think that if anybody could take them there, it's Zion, but no. I don't think that there's a chance. Like really, it comes down to the Blazers and the Grizzlies to me on who's taking that final eight spot. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. Even though the Pelicans are taking the uh, season series here with this win, I still just, I trust the Blazers to make the playoffs. I think when they get Yusuf Nurkic back, they're going to be able to kind of go to the next level there. And I I won't be surprised to see the Grizzlies struggle. And especially with how the Blazers have been playing as of late, I think that you can trust them to keep this momentum with maybe this game being a little bit of an outlier. I mean, day making no threes isn't going to happen again. No, it's probably not. And I'm always going to bet on the veterans. But Nitz, let's go to the lines of the night. Ben Simmons, triple-double, 26 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, and a big win over the Clippers. Zion Williamson, career high, 31 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists in their win against Portland. Zach Levine, 41 points, 9 rebounds, and a loss against Washington. Chris Paul with 31 points and 7 assists in their loss against San Antonio. We have James Harden with 42 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, and Russell Westbrook with 36 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and their win against the Boston Celtics. Nitz, who gets your line of the night? It was between Westbrook and Williamson for me, but I got to go Zion. You know, new career high, beating the Blazers, who have been on just a terrific run, and Zion's insane. Let's go Zion. Yeah, I'm going to go actually with the Rockets duo. Those two guys were phenomenal tonight. There's no way the Rockets win this game without them. Both of them really had to chip in, so I'm going with them. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. We still have your favorite shows like Back to Back, No Dunks, Tampering, and House of Strauss, plus over a dozen team-specific shows available from some of your favorite athletic beat writers. Make sure to check out Brody and the Beard. You're really going to love the host. Trust me. Don't forget to follow on the app to get notifications for new episodes. And if you're not a member of The Athletic, you're in luck. You can get all of our podcasts ad-free, some fantastic writings across all major sports, all for a super low price. Get 40% off your subscription today at theathletic.com slash dings. You never know when these promos are going to end, so get there soon. Thanks for waking up with us. Nitz, send us home. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.